Yo. All right, everybody. Welcome to Real Brothers Live. Real Brothers for the real world. I'm TL. That's my man, Stace. What's up, yo? And, uh, we down here in, in, in North Philadelphia. Before we, oh, Philly. Down here in Strawberry Mansion. And uh, if you can hear the music in the background, hey, this thing was big time, man. Uh, so we uh, we down here supporting, and uh, you know we going we going to try to have a good show. What's up, right. Yo, what's up, Nike? Yo, first of all, like Terry said, uh, please be patient with us. We decided to come out here and broadcast live for the Strawberry Mansion community event. Uh, my man Phil told us about it. It was a bunch of brothers that got together to put this on. So we felt like we wanted to be down here. So please That's forgive right. us for the quality of this show uh, versus the other ones. But but we felt like we had to be on it. That's another reason why we're here a little earlier. But like yeah, Terry said, we had to be here. Uh, we got a couple topics that we're gonna we're gonna get into today. So like normal, if we can see what we're doing, because we can't even see our screens. Uh, if we could get feel our way through this thing. We're going to put the link out there. So join in. Good. Yeah, it's all good. Uh, join in. Content. Right, right. We want you to join in. But before we do that, we expect it to be joined by Two Ray. T Ray, uh, Two Ray, Torre. Uh, Torre. Yeah, he's a, in a few minutes. Yeah, he's a, he should be getting on in a few minutes. He wrote a book yeah. about Prince. So he's going to join us and have that conversation. Then after that, we have, uh, as one of our topics, uh, uh, a little pop culture type situation. Sitting at the tables with us, you can't see us, is our man Snooze. What's up, Snooze? What's up, Snooze? Snooze is on the other side. <laughs> Strawberry Mantis' finest. Point guard. <laughs> so uh, hope, hopefully Snooze will join us in a little bit also. We sent the link over to Phil. So that Phil could join us and also talk about one of the reasons why they thought it was important. Yeah, it's one of the organizers, and they came up big time, man. This, right, this yeah, is, it uh, was a real nice. Good, good event. It's winding had, down uh, now. Uh, but, man, it was. they had basketball games out here. They had barber cutting hair. They right. had, I mean. Spongement clinics. Spongement clinic. Yeah, I think they were registering people to vote. Yeah. So, uh. And actually, that's going to dovetail into one of our conversations when we talk about the importance of community. So when Phil, Blade, uh, Mo, when they talked about uh, putting this on and Phil asked us about it, we said, yeah, we, we definitely had to come down here. So we're waiting for Two Ray to join us so we can get into our first topic. So, Knight, while we wait for Two Ray, man, give yeah. me a little feedback of what you what you picked up from the, today's event, man. That it's all about community, man. Like we we don't have to be out here killing each other. You know what I'm saying? We we it's a, we all family. You know what I'm saying? Right. We all are family. Like it don't it don't matter where you where you come from or 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 what status you achieve or none of that shit. Because if you black, you black. You know what I mean? And that makes you a part of a certain culture. That makes you a part of a certain family. And we gotta appreciate that more, man. Especially the younger guys, man. Right. Because we don't, we don't, we don't need killing each other. You know what I mean? There's no cause to kill. There's nothing mad enough. There's nothing that somebody could do other than kill somebody to your family to make you want to kill them. I mean, if if if, if they stole from you, 
all right, they stole from me. All right, you know what I mean? You make that up or whatever, or you know, to cut ties. But that ain't worth whatever it is, it ain't worth taking somebody's life for. Right, right. And actually, they did something big today. They had a presentation. Uh, some of the fellas that used to play ball down here, they presented them uh, with, it uh, looks like some kind of little plaque or something, but they also talked about that. One of the players said that. They talked about how to the young people, you know, it's about being together, coming together, because like you said, when it all shakes out, we're all, we're all, we're all who we have, you know, we only have each other, put it that way. So we have to be, we have to be mindful of that. But what I, what I would say is, uh, it was real nice, man, to get down here and, and uh, we, because this is what we used to do. This, this was a part of our culture. Yeah, this is a part, this you know, is a big part of us growing up, man. That's like, right. Uh, when we came up night, yeah. every, every neighborhood had a festival. Diamond Street, we had the celebration of life. Yeah. We had block yeah. parties. But then we would have the, the larger ones where it took up a bunch of blocks on the larger streets. Celebration right. of life. Susquehanna, 33rd and uh, 33rd and Diamond. Yeah, they would shut Diamond Street down. Right, right, right. And and fortunately, then, as we said, though, that was that is what it was to meant to have been a part of a community, you know. And um, in talking to Mo, Mo said that um, they don't want this to be the last one. And and I told him, look, is there anything that that we can do to help out? Please let us know. So I'm sure that we'll be talking to Phil. So when they get ready to start ramping up for the next one, man, hopefully we can um. We could play some small role, man. We'll help however we can. Yeah, and and one thing I want to say, man, I don't live down here no more. I live in I live in North Carolina, but this is my home. Like this is my home. This is where I was. I wouldn't be me if I wasn't from down here. You know what I'm saying? I I, I wouldn't be, have the personality I have. I wouldn't have the success I have or had. And I wouldn't have failures either, but that's part of my that's part of my uh, growing up. You know what I'm saying? A lot of the obstacles that I had to overcome, or that we had to overcome. You know what I'm saying? That makes you stronger. That makes you better. That makes you that makes you more uh, a survivor. I I mean, you know what though? And that's one of the things that people say, man. And and I think that that shouldn't go uh, uh, unrepeated. You know, uh, somebody used to say. If it doesn't kill you, it only makes you stronger. You know, right. so being down here, uh, we're going to bring two, uh, two Ray on. Being down yeah, here, right uh, in, here. In, in North Philadelphia, man, you know, like you said, if, if you can get out of it, if you can get out of this, then like you said, it only makes you a stronger person, man. And it also, right. it builds character. It does. It builds it character. Does. You know, so I, I have to be honest, though, man, I'm, I'm proud to say that I'm from North Philly, and have been able to get, out, to, to get out of it and still be able to come back. I don't hide my background. You can always come back home. That's right. You can always come back home. That's always right. come back That's home. Hi, right. right, y'all. Hey, hey Torrey. Hey. As you hey. see. Hey, hey Torrey, how you doing? Good. How are you? What's going on? Hey, we're doing all right. Thanks for having me back on. No yeah, problem, no Torrey. Problem. Thanks for joining us. Hey, uh, Torrey, we just wanted to... Uh, uh, you know, let you know that we are are out here at our Strawberry Mansion uh, Community Festival. Beautiful. Uh, Stop the violence. Uh, you know, event. So uh, that's why you might hear background noise or. Does, when you say or, stop the violence, does that include walking on the crates? 
No, oh. no, no. <laughs> you want people to continue no. walking Oh, no, no. Everybody goes down. It's a race. Memes no. that I've been seeing with the no. race. Three people make it across. I yeah. saw a couple. And so, listen, we oh, shot basketball on the crates. We didn't walk across them. Yeah, back when I was a kid, that was a basketball we, court. That was a basketball right, court, right, right. right. Or a right. DJ, or a DJ Yo, case. That's why that jumper was <laughs> Where did this come from? It's like everywhere all of a sudden. Everyone's got a million crates. They try to walk across them. And, and, Everybody who falls, the first one after the top is where it all goes. To yeah, play. it's like they get shaky at the top. Do they lose confidence at the right. top? Because at the top, yeah, because as as you get to the top, they're coming down. I mean, as soon as you start to come down, it all falls. I saw one when his brother was walking down, and it looked like he might have been going to make it, and somebody kicked this crate out from under him. Oh, oh I, I saw that one. I saw it. Oh, that was terrible. Man, you got to die. I was walking across. You, you would have to. You have to. You have to. Hey, Tori, the other day I saw, I swear to God, I saw a, a guy with no legs doing the crate challenge on like two crates on his hands. Oh, I didn't know how to feel about that. I was like, <laughs> 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 so, right, he didn't put his hands? <laughs> huh? Hold his hands? He just scared. He had like his nubs or whatever, and uh, oh. he got like halfway up there, and then it was a wrap. Oh. But that's to be committed. Did he fall? Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I didn't know whether it was funny or what. You know what I mean, I don't, I don't know what's better when Yo, they man. fall or when they don't fall. Because when they make it across, I'm like in awe. But I'm also like, damn, it's kind of funny when they like, damn. Right, right, fall. right, yeah, right. Kind of like to see them for the one uh. that, my favorite one. <laughs> Combine <laughs> two because the brother hits the first one down and everything starts exploding under him and he <laughs> runs down and wow, makes it as wow. they're falling. So, and, and I was like, oh, that's wow. the most amazing one because it combines yeah. both. One of the movies, like the apocalyptic movies, when they're like running and the earth now. is splitting beneath them. I'm like, yo, you're the man. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'll say this. The most amazing one that I saw was a young fella walking across. He was smoking. Rolling he got to the top. He was still rolling, I guess. Rolling a blunt. Got to the bottom, lit it, and stepped off. He Good. That was to be commended. He showed that but confidence. He had swagger. So smooth. I don't understand why he was able to stand up there, you saw the top, it? roll his shit, and oh, you saw it walk down. And I'm like, what Let did me, he do different than everybody? You know why, Tori? He bright. You know why? <laughs> well, you you know how he how he was able to do it. What? Because that's what we do. Yes, sir. You know. We, I'm gonna have it. If we're gonna do it, lots of us have fun. We're gonna do it. So we're gonna do it. We're not all of us gonna have finesse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. He wasn't nervous. That's right. Now, so yeah. I, I just want to ask you about your project. I know you had a, a a Prince book coming out or is out already. Yeah. And uh, can you tell us a little bit about? I, because I noticed that you have a couple in, interesting uh, looks into Prince's life, like the yeah. podcast, yeah, 
the book. You know, and people had to. I saw you were speaking to Jermaine Dupree the other day. Yeah. Uh, on the podcast. Um, yeah. It's been a bunch of things. Yeah. I did an eight episode podcast docu-series about Prince that looks at his life talking to people close to him. That's called Who Was Prince? And that's out now. You can check that out. And I did, and I used that, and I built off of that to write a book called mm -hmm. Nothing Compares to You that is an oral history looking at Prince's entire wow. life through conversations with, you know, again, people who knew him best, musicians, girlfriends, engineers, uh, your managers, photographers, people who were close to him. And in that one, I really talk about how Prince left his mother's house and then goes to his father's house and gets kicked out of his father's house. And he leaves, and we can talk about why he got kicked out of his father's house, but he leaves those two places with a sense of wanting to get revenge on his parents because oh. <laughs> his parents he felt abandoned him so he oh, wanted to show his mother i'm a valuable person you should have been there for me and he wants to show his father uh look you should love and respect me because his father was a musician his mother was also a singer but his father continued to be a musician throughout prince's life and he wanted his father's love and attention and he knew becoming a rock star would show both of them look at me i'm a valuable person you should have been there for me so this is like the driving force of why he wants to become a musician from a, a, a rock star from age 13 to take revenge on his parents and have them. Because he ends wow. up growing up from age 13 on at somebody else's house, right? At, at Andre Simone's mother's house. Now, we can talk about extended families and tribes and, you know, African-American communities and all that. But it's very unusual right. to have a person 13, 14 years old living with someone who they have no biological relationship to. You may go off with grandma or right. aunt, right. uncle or whatever, but to leave your family entirely is very unusual. That's what happened to Prince. And it's interesting, too, because the woman that he goes off to live with, Bernadette Anderson, is incredibly maternal and loving people who are from that area say, if you knew her at that time, you wouldn't have been surprised that a wayward person who didn't really have anywhere to go would end up at her house. She was that second mom to lots of the kids of that age group. At the same time, she had six kids of her own. She was divorced and she was pursuing an advanced degree in social work. So she was super encouraging of Prince as he's doing his first song. And she's like, up, you know, they're up in the kitchen and he's playing her his first little songs. And she's like, this is great, you're doing great, keep going. So she's giving him that maternal love. At the same time, she couldn't have had much time to parent him. She couldn't have had that much time to be on top of him. Like your parents are probably on top of you because you're in the house every day. Because he was sure basically he was in there by himself then, right? Yeah, like, so he, he had more time. And, and just one example of him having, uh, you know, more time to himself than the average teenage kid, Morris Day talks about Prince. Because Morris Day, when they were like 14, 15, lived around the corner from each other, Morris Day had a four-track recorder so they could uh, record songs. Morris Day talked about Prince knocking on his door at 3 a.m., 
talking about, I just thought of a new song. You got to let me in to record my song. Now, <laughs> wow. how many 14 year olds? That sounds like it. That sounds like it. Yeah, but that's yeah. Yeah, yeah, around, yeah. Talking about let me in, record. I mean, yeah, yeah. And and the thing that amazed me about him was he was so talented with the instruments. Like they said, he played just about every instrument. Like right. you, you gotta have. That's different. You know what I mean? That's not your normal. That's a genius. Like, right. You have a people. Yeah, that's genius. Yeah, because yeah. you have people that can play maybe a couple instruments or yeah, you know. Maybe the drums and the piano or something, but he played everything. Yeah, and and he, he made those sounds come together so sweet. You know what I mean? Yeah, he was he was he was a musical genius. Yeah. yeah. So to, to, I, I would put him on the level with Stevie Wonder, him and Stevie Wonder. But even Stevie Wonder couldn't play every instrument. Well, he could I play mean, him on I mean, every they, instrument. The thing, on they, the keyboard. The thing they say about Prince is that here's an incredible amount of talent, an incredible amount of drive, and incredibly hard working so the people around him were kind of like you know this is like michael jordan like he comes to the gym with more talent than everybody else and then he works harder than everybody else and he's driven unusually more than everybody else how do you mess with somebody who has all three of those usually a brother i have one of those three things right but when you you know the hardest worker is not usually maybe two right and both of them together Mm -hmm. you get Michael Jordan, Kobe, you know, Usain Bolt, whoever you, you know, Serena Williams, you know, whatever you want to, whatever you want to talk about in terms of people who are at that elite level. Yeah. And that's the, that's the, that's, I guess, that's how you get to that elite level. You got to have like all three, really. You got to have that determination. You got to have that drive. I mean, and you have to have the talent. talent. I think having all three. I think, you know, one of the things about it is that it really, it is. It is. No, but you know what though? I think when when uh, I saw him live once, and that's when it registered to me what where his heart truly lied, because he spent the first uh, maybe the first forty five minutes minutes of the concert walking around from person to person playing different instruments, and it struck me. It said because wait a minute, but if you think about it, he's an artist, so he's in his element right now. He's basically just jamming. So that uh, because he's so talented and he can do everything that he did, that's why we got the product that we were all able to I mean, experience. This, this is because this is, of that. You know what I mean? This is a typical day in Prince's life, right? Because you do sound check. Mm-hmm. Most artists will do a thirty to sixty minute sound check. You know, it's it's a light it's a light mm-hmm. dress rehearsal. It's not hard. We're not supposed to break a sweat in the in the in the sound check. <laughs> Prince you do a like, whole show, huh? He's there before everybody else. He's already played a bunch before everyone gets there. They'll do like a three-hour sound check, like right, right up to when doors are supposed to open. They might run through the whole set. They might wow. just jam <laughs> on one song of Prince's or James Brown's or somebody else's the whole time because Prince really just right. likes this song. And let's freaking go it's- nuts on this one joint. Then they'll do the hell out of the show, and then they'll go yeah. after. Then they'll go watch the show right. on video, and yeah. then they'll go to a little club wow. and do a strip down just right a medley of yeah. And if he's not doing that, he's gone to the studio. So it's just, and this is every day music all day long. When he was a kid, they talk about we do a six eight hour rehearsal. When we take breaks, he doesn't. 
We go outside, smoke a joint, hang out, take a drink, whatever. He doesn't. He so stays. We're having a little yeah, bit of little sound bit. difficulty. Can you hear us? Yeah, I can hear you. Yeah, Torrey, we're having some technical difficulties right now. Okay. I'm going to hop on. I can hear you. Hey. Hello, can you, uh, Torrey, can you hop off and hop back on? I'm off. Uh, sure. I'm off. I'm off. All right. You off? I'm gonna come back on now. Yeah. Yo, the John is down to 25%. Okay. It's almost yeah, cutting off. No, no, Mike. Just keep going. So we still on. That's Torrey. Sorry about Torrey. Uh, like I said, we're we're on here live, man, and uh, okay. we're on site. It's okay. Yeah. Um, so Torrey, real quick, I have a question yeah. for you. Did you learn anything in in your research? What what surprised you? What surprised me? I mean, you know, I'm not sure. Yeah, I can hear you. What surprised yeah. me? Um, yeah, what's something that you learned that you didn't expect? I mean, I, I know one thing about him is that he was a perfectionist. Like, if somebody was playing the drums and they hit a, you know, they hit a wrong note, or somebody was playing an instrument and hit a wrong note, he was like James Brown. He, James Brown, he, yeah. I mean, he would turn around and be like, yo, tighten up you know what i mean, I mean he he mm -hmm. the the thing that surprised me was how early people around him said oh there's a drug problem and and we need to do something about it and how early oh, really? like early to mid 90s wow. folks are saying i think there's a problem and you need to check yourself and like you know like handle that and it was never about hedonism. It was never about let's do cocaine and wild out. Let's smoke right. weed and wild out. Let's do mm. heroin and zone out. It was never about that. And he was like a Jehovah Witness, right? So he was pretty. That's later and that's much later that's in life. Later. That's oh, after okay. he loses the baby. That's later in life. He's right, right. it's about opioids. And so how can I keep my body in shape and pain? manage the pain so that I can continue to do these shows because I need to do these shows because this is how I commune with the people who are my true family, my fans, the people who love my music because I'm all about the music and my hip is bothering the hell out of me. And you know, that leads right. to the neck, the knee and the back bothering me, the jumping off of, you right. know, I can imagine with those heels, man, like, you know, no. that's for not years. natural for a man to wear them heels like that. I mean, and like one of the guys, around. one of the guys from the NPG talked about like 1994 going to him and saying, the guys think you're using drugs because you're acting whatever. Um, mm -hmm. And I don't care if I lose my job. So they attempted to address Yeah, that. I can't, I can't know this and see something happen and not have said something. So are right. you okay? And, and Prince lived under the right, right. the the ethos of never right. let him see you sweat. So he was definitely like, no, nah, no, nah, I'm cool. But the brother mm -hmm. says that after that, Good. Prince disappeared for a week, and when he and had and didn't communicate with them at all, which was highly unusual for the 20 years that he was with Prince. Right. And um, when Prince returned. He said that he had not worked on music or played anything for that week. And that was 
extraordinarily unusual again for the 20 years his brother had been was with prince so he feels strong that he probably it, the the indication was that he went to rehab in that period um but the 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 hip continued to bother him you know he continued to uh you know to right use back. opioids right. to try to mitigate because he just wanted to be working I, the way that i see prince using play. drugs was the same way as like the guy who works at the factory or the nurse, um, you know, or the factory work or the, the UPS worker who's like, yo, I gotta get up and go right. work to pay yeah, to do the, the bills for the family. Right. Right. But my hip, my knee, my back, whatever is killing right. me. So I, you know, mm. I take some opioids, I take mm. a bunch mm. of a leave, I, you know, I, I do what <laughs> I can to be able to keep going. And he was like that, even though he and was wealthy and superstar, right. he was like that. Yeah, and, and you know it's funny, and you unfortunately you hear uh, uh, that kind of goes to show you that no one is immune to it, um, because like you said, using the example that you just used though too, Ray, that you know you talking about doctors and nurses put, uh, just putting in extra hours. A lot of times it starts off as you know leaning on um, those types of drugs for help, but normally it doesn't end well. You know, no, no one is immune to it. No. I mean, you know, you know addiction, addiction is uh, uh, another addiction's a motherfucker. Hey, uh, so let's get into these topics. Stace, why don't you go ahead and, and Torre, would you like to stick around and uh, uh, discuss some of these topics with us? What you got? Uh, let's see know. here. Uh, well, we actually, got, yeah, yeah. Well, actually, Torre, while, while you're on, we do have one, the first one that since we were talking to you about Prince, we were like, you're your feedback on our first one. Which oh, is yeah. Prince, <laughs> Prince versus MJ. Well, I mean. Versus. I, who you got? <laughs> well, you know, I mean, I mean, of course I have Prince. There's oh. <laughs> way more music. Okay. Um, you know, there's. The catalog is bigger. Yeah, I mean, just there's way more great songs. I mean, like Prince was coming out every year. For like twelve years, he did like an album every year or something. Like, you know, you know, MJ was doing one every four years. You know, so he can't compete in terms of the amount of music. Um, right. You know, Prince is. Playing I was going to say so. So every, wait a minute, though. So Prince is playing every instrument. You know, Michael's okay. a genius, but he's not. Um, you know, but I mean, mm. you know, if 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 we went back twenty years. And I said, you know, like Michael will turn out to be the truly weirdo one. You'd be like, nah, nah, I had to be. <laughs> and like, you know, I, I'm, I'm truly like, how do we listen to Michael's music and play Michael's music like in public? Like it's all good. Like, like at, at, at the last Halloween that we had, oh, that's, that's the they play in Thriller, and I'm like, how are we, how is this okay? This is not okay. This is very triggering. You know, like Michael, it's very triggering. It's not, it's, I can't do it. It's changed. It, it's entirely wow. changed. Now, that's then that, not. So, so it does. So, so okay, we, we talked about this one time before that century, but now I guess. Two things. I think when you try to compare the two, it depends on, from my perspective, how you're comparing them. If you're looking at 
uh, uh, library, of course, Prince has that much more. But if you're looking at from an entertainment standpoint, the conversation changes a little bit. Because, I, I mean, I don't know if I can honestly say that Prince, from, from, from my perspective, was a better entertainer than MJ. No? Um, I mean, he was for me. But I mean, you know, I come I thought, back, I, I mean, you know, I can't I cannot erase what I know now. And I don't know how do, how can mm -hmm. you how do you listen to Michael Jackson now and not think and about not reconcile the, yeah what that we know? And <laughs> I was just talking about See, this now, with a friend I'll of mine. Too, right? I, I was just talking about this with a friend of mine. He's like, lots of artists have done lots of bad things. There's I challenge you Correct. to find somebody who's done. I mean, like this is like the ultimate crime in society, even worse than murder. Like, and this is serial now, behavior over many, now, many years. How do we just say, okay, like that happened? Oh well, move on. See, but now, see, but I, 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 as a as a fan of both of theirs, I don't necessarily tie in the music to the person a person creates something and that stands alone i don't i don't listen to the music because i like the person i listen to the person because i like what what they're producing right so for me it's not i like going to be starting something by michael jackson because it's michael jackson no i think the beat is nice when i'm I mean, djing it blends in well the people dance to it I think that's an interesting. Um, that's also like, uh, the, like, like, like uh, R. Kelly. Can you still listen to his music without being like, man, you know? I mean, no, it's very hard. Yeah, I can't, <laughs> yeah I can't, it's like. You can't make a separation. <laughs> you can't listen yeah, to like, you uh, and yeah. not think about who you are. But the other thing with Michael, it's not like, you know, oh, you know, I got, I got drunk one night and did something that I regret. And I'm very sorry for that. Like. <laughs> He constructed his right, entire right, life right. as a way of luring in kids. He acted childlike. He created this, this mm. Neverland that was a mm. child amusement park. You know, right. everything was, a, you know, all the music about, like, where's my childhood? It's all about luring in kids. So it's not just, like, the music is here mm. and this other weird thing in his life is way over here. Like, I cannot separate... The two, I think it's hard in general to separate the two. Um, you know, I think part of why we like people is because of what they do offstage, especially as like hip hop generation people, like that authenticity, it's not just music. Like Jay-Z really did that. Like, you know, uh, Nas really did that. Like, well, but like, you know what though, now that's an interesting, but, but, but you know what though, but, 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 but you made it, excuse me. But the difference is, though, and I agree with what you just said. I, that, that was that, that's interesting. Hip hop and that culture is it, braggadocious. It's talking about it's stories about your life. Yeah. R&B singing is when Teddy Pendergrass says, you know, you got you got. I, I hope he's not saying that, you know, to women in all actuality. So I, I think those two are a little different, though. I don't. I don't look at the authenticity of an R&B artist the same way that I do someone rapping. I, I know what you're saying, and I think there is more artifice in R&B. 
Mm -hmm. I don't think that it's like total acting to where if I caught Maxwell on an off day, he's thugged out and hard and like, you are nothing like the record. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's right, 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 right. A real Jekyll and Hyde, and, you know, like, like who you are, like comes through the more you're on stage. As a hip hop artist, you're saying, as a hip hop yeah, artist. I mean, you know, I mean, I think that- See, but, if, I, but I think R&B- Good. But, what you about to say? I think we got a, a little delay. Uh, oh, a little delay. We'll cut you off, uh, Teray. No, it's yeah. you know I, I see. I, I I think that it's a bit of a cop out for us to say I'm not going to pay attention to this man's horrendous. I mean, like if a if 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 a serial killer, you know, right. dropped twenty bodies, mm. you know, recorded a fire album. Would you be like, right. well, you know, it's music. <laughs> you, know? Yeah, yeah. you know, it's music. I like the music. I like the music. I don't care that he killed 20 Right, people. right, right, right. You know? Is that a question for me? I mean, what? I mean, I mean, you can separate that. How you doing? Um, um, so we do want to get into these topics because we're about uh, halfway through the show. Okay. So, um. What, what's the next topic, Stace? All right, hold up. Let me see. Uh, <laughs> you like, let me see. Uh, you lunching yeah. on me. Look at you. All right, here it is. I got it. All right, the next topic, we got uh, Strawberry Mansion, which, you know, you may not be able to give a lot of input on that. That was the high school that we went to, and that's where this event is uh, currently. Uh, we wanted to talk about gun violence, and also we wanted to talk about the importance of community. Okay. So, which which one of those would you like to get into? Um, I mean, for, you know, to Ray, you want to join in or what? what are I your mean, thoughts? yeah, I mean, um, I can always talk about guns, you know. Yeah. Okay. So, what do we? What can we do as a black community to curb some of this gun violence? I mean, I mean, I we're mean, trying here, uh, you know, with our show. We kind of address stuff like that, you know, and uh, I mean, community. I'm, I'm, I'm of the opinion that, and I think the data shows this, that the fewer guns in a community, the safer the people in that community are. And, the, mm -hmm. if, you know, if you put a gun in a home, that gun is likely to be used on the people in that home. And one of the things that... Um, my friend, the uh, criminologist, Dr. Philip Goff, talks about is that we have seen in the last couple of years a rise in the number of homicides. This is not the number coming, of homicides. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Coming uh -huh. from a, uh, uh, the traditional criminals who we think of who live in, in you know, major urban right. communities. Right. This is happening uh, from a rise in killings in the suburbs because we saw a rise in the purchase of handguns uh, right. between COVID and the Trump uh, election. Um, mm -hmm. And so more people in right. the white suburbs are shooting right. each other. And we don't think See, of but that. the difference is we when, when we killed, killed because 
they're you know they're they're not professional criminals they go to work they pay their taxes but they got drunk they got mad at their neighbor they shot their neighbor they shot their wife they shot their husband thus they are criminals mm, um right. the fewer guns in a community the safer the people in that community, community are, are. so you know i i would like to see right. Right. different right. ways of lessening the number of guns in a given community correct and uh, but see the thing that I, that concerns me is okay, and and okay, let's say in the white community, when uh, when they shoot people, they shoot people like they shoot a lot of people. You know what I mean? They they uh, well, it's not like, necessarily. That's you're talking about mass murder, but that's not mass, mass. Most not of the times when there's a mass murder, and I hate to say it, and I'm not being racist, but no, this is course. just an observation. That the most time there's a mass shooting, it's a white person. Right, but most shootings but are not that's mass. That's not murder. most shootings though. Most shootings yeah. are most most people right, shoot somebody, right, shoot right. one person. I, I think I, I do agree with. Right, and and a lot of time it's probably people that they know. Now, right, and, but I that's not I the agree. gun violence that I was trying to address. The gun violence that I wanted to address was the gun violence in the black community because. Our young, our young brothers are killing each other by the droves. So, you know, we have to address that some way. You know what I mean? I, like, I, I, how can I, we... I think I agree with what the, the direction that Tumay was going, though. Uh, instead of, I, I think we tried a lot of, uh, a lot of, uh, gave a lot of, tried a lot of things that didn't work. I think the way to go about it now, we have to try something different, even if it includes. Uh, Going after the gun sellers, um, you're hearing them talking about now. They're trying to trace back to the stores uh, that are selling these or doing the gun purchases and attacking their license, as if they uh, like the liquor licenses. I think that's a smart that's a smart way to do it. That at least we, we have to try something different. But but the one thing but the one thing about that right, I'm not against the Second Amendment right. Um, I, I believe if you want a gun, you should have a gun as long as you are a response. If, but there's no way to prove if you're a responsible person, right? Right. right. Like I got five, I got about five or six firearms or whatever. But like, damn, son, you prepared for war? Oh, oh, definitely. Oh yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm not going. I'm not going to shoot that. Five guns. You don't even right. know five or six. Yeah. You're not like what kind? Don't, don't, don't get them started, man. Don't Don't get them started. You know where they all are? are they all locked Don't get them started. I got a, yeah, yeah. Easy access. So, but anyway. Easy access for you and your kids. That sounds yeah. great. No, for me. I, my kids are gone. You know what I mean? They, they're, you know, but they were, I had the guns locked up when they were there, but you know what I'm saying? But anyway, I, I, I believe a person should have a gun for protection. Like if right. you were protecting your house, if you were protecting your family, that's one thing. Right. But these guys are just out here rambling randomly, but shooting people for for like minutes, like somebody owed me money or somebody have, disrespected our gun, me. Our gun problem is not only in the criminal activity you're talking about; it's also with supposedly right. supposedly right. responsible Domestic. adults who are shooting right. their wives, their husbands, right. their neighbors, Friends. somebody in the bar right. who pissed right. them yeah. off. Both yeah. things right. are happening. Right. Look, the Second Amendment is guns. one of the greatest right. problems that we have. They and that's never going away. You know, they're, gonna, they're, they're never going to, they're never going to. They did not envision 
this world, this was this was not what they were talking about. Right, that's not what they meant. About every because they considered that they considered language. There were no automatic weapons back then. You know what I mean? Then they rejected that. They did not want every Tom, Dick, and Harry to be able to hold a gun and have that to protect their homes. That was not the intention, and they certainly did not envision a world where the level of firepower that you can have is to the level that you can have it. We would right. be safer if we eliminated citizen uh, gun ownership altogether. We well, would what be would, far safer in that world than we are. What would that world. look like, though? Okay, so first off, we're we're in the United States, and some people just not having it, right? And then the people that already have guns, you think they're going to freely just come and say, oh, okay, I'm, I'm just going to give you my gun back. That's I mean, look, Australia had a mass murder. It was about 20 years ago, maybe 25 years ago. They instituted a gun buyback program and they got rid of all like thousands, thousands of guns. They eliminated private gun ownership. They have not had a mass shooting. They do not have the gun problem that we have. Look, every major country in the world has figured this out. We're the only country that's like, what can we do? We all have <laughs> right, right. Oh well, right, every other right. country's like we right. figured it out. We know, but that's because do. they don't want to get rid of guns. Like everybody's under this illusion that Republicans and Democrats really are trying to get things done. They're not trying to get things done. They're trying to keep their jobs. No, I, I disagree with that though, because you know the the, the country is still governed by laws and everything, and we do have. As we just said, though, the Second Amendment is there, so you have a right to own a gun. I just think that there are other things we have to do to avoid it being so many guns and the types of guns. I think you're right. Like you said, I don't think the Second Amendment is not going anywhere. I think you're right in the the idea that, that elected officials will do whatever they have to do to keep their jobs. That is that's true. That is absolutely true. Main you guys can give me I know we're live, but my that, cousin that is here. I just want to give him one minute. That is their main I'm listening to uh ethos. As they move through their elected uh, right. uh term. But to think that Democrats and Republicans are equally at fault on this issue is inaccurate. Right. Uh, right. The NRA no, has been in control right. of the Republican Party on this issue. For decades, right, exactly. and, yeah, and Republicans yeah. have been blocking right. any movement Every on this thing. issue. And while I, I mean, you could say any kind the of second amendment will never be repealed. I mean, everything is impossible until it happens. I'm talking. You asked me what I think right. we should do. This is mm-hmm. what I think we should do. But sorry, we should also like have a different level of weapon that is available to regular people. We sh- why should we be able to purchase AR-15s? Why should we be able to purchase semi-automatic weapons that can let off a large number of of, of bullets? Well, you know, time? I, like what is the value of that? I'm I, I'm a gun advocate, so I, I do believe that people should have the right to protect themselves. I don't believe you that don't people need the right. Out- to, you don't need to protect yourself with thirty bullets in thirty seconds. You will never have thirty attackers who you need to fend off in right. thirty seconds. If you could fire one shot every three to five seconds. You're gonna be sick. Right, you believe? Oh, you want to bring back the drone where they, they uh, filling up the uh, the gunpowder. Well, that takes a lot less. That takes a lot <laughs> more time than talking about. But like that also yeah. would make us safer. That's the world right, that, that the Second Amendment. Bring back the musket. In. 
not this not this modern world. I mean, like right. you, part of the right. thing you need to right. watch is exterminate all the brutes on HBO, which explains the deep relationship between yeah, saw the gun yeah. industry, right, which rises in America and mm -hmm. gentrification and the destruction of the native community and mm. the control of black communities, right? Uh, that, that, like that you are a gun owner is great for you. You may end up getting struck by one of those guns, but I hope not, right, but it's possible. But guns have been used to oppress black and brown people throughout the entirety of the United States of America. Right. But but if black people arm themselves, then they can't be oppressed by another person with with like see, but that's not true at all. You evil evil you're leveling the playing field. That's, that's, right? that's not yeah, leveling the playing field. But you're talking about more all. guns now. You now you're talking about all out war, right? Yeah. yeah. You, you, now you're talking about all out war. So Look, I, I don't your think the answer problem. The answer the isn't everyone. You know your greatest yeah. problem in the community. Is the police? It's too many they guns. Are far more likely right. many guns. to be violent against you than anybody who we would deem a professional criminal. Right? The person you're most likely to run into is going to be violent toward mm. you is the police. Secondarily, another let's call them suburban or non-criminal actor who who is armed. Third is a criminal. Right now, you right. could probably get away in a court of law mm. with having shot a criminal. You shoot your neighbor who's not a non-criminal with the gun. You may or may not get away. You cannot use your gun against the police in any lawful way. So the gun is not helping you with your number one potential predator. Right. Well, yeah. I I just. All right. Yeah. So so to Ray, man. So we're gonna we're gonna. Have you ever fired all, but, your gun? Uh, uh, remind Hold us. Again. Have you? Yes, sir. Have you ever shot somebody? Not at the shooting range. Not at the gun range. I mean, like, you were in a situation where you <laughs> felt threatened or you wanted to establish dominance and you fired your gun. No. 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 Well, no. well, no. well no. Talk, you have, sorry. You one thing. One thing. In a situation where you needed to use. No. Them. One no. thing. I haven't no, always he hasn't. been. He hasn't. Yeah, I haven't. Yeah. All right. What are you doing? So, yeah, so, so on that no, note, he needs yo, we're gonna watch. No, 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 we have to. He's not gonna lie. He's not gonna lie. I'm not. Yeah, you know, stay quiet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That body is still warm. No, 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 no. Yeah, we. Nah, nah. He he didn't. He didn't. But yo, so so as we wind things down, to Ray. Uh, in closing, uh, uh, we would like to thank you for coming on uh, and giving us so much time. You know, we, we appreciate uh, we appreciate you coming on and That's talking about your project. Once again, what's the, the the name of the book and when it's coming out? The book is already out. It's the, called the name Nothing of the book and and what, it, what is it? It's okay. called Nothing Compares to You. It's a it's a it's a biography and an oral history of Prince covering his whole life from his early days to his tragic end. And it gives you a really deep sense of what he was going nice. through, how hard he was working, his life with drugs, his life with women, getting engaged. What it, Look, part of the book is women explaining why it was okay with them for him to have multiple women. And I was ah, like, how yeah. is it that you knew that he wow. had other girls and you were like, okay with that? And they're like, mm. you know, and, then, and they explain. And it's well, not just because he company. was so great in bed. It's far deeper than that. Right, right. Yeah. Right, right. Yep. So, so, yeah. So, ladies and gentlemen, once again, 
to Ray, uh, the book is called Nothing Compares to You. It's out already. You can also check them out on different podcasts. So, to Ray, man, thanks for joining us again, man. We appreciate thanks, it. Thanks, guys. Really appreciate Happy it. to do yeah, it. Yeah, and I enjoy your podcast as well. <laughs> yes. Thank you, brother. I appreciate that. Thank All you, right. right. Take care now. All right, y'all. Peace. All right. Have a good one. Yeah. Right. So, uh, that, was that was pretty good was a yeah. conversation. Pretty good. Pretty so good. So, now, how you doing? See, so, now. Uh, good night. So, uh, Phil, we was expecting uh, one of the uh, guys that organized this event to be with us, but he had to leave. Uh, so, but, you know, we're, we're, we're going to just carry on like normal. And so our next topic, uh, we're going to talk about... Uh, Strawberry Mansion. Strawberry Mansion. Strawberry Mansion, since we're down right. here, yeah. Right, right. So, uh, Stace, you want to start and say something about yeah, Strawberry you know Mansion? I I think the the uh, as we talked about earlier, just being down here and seeing a different folk, a lot of people that we hadn't seen in a long time, soaking right. up the air. Um, and this is it kind of dovetails into something that we talked about before. Uh, of course, you notice the change in the neighborhood. Um, I don't think that's a negative, but you, you there is a difference. And, and actually, what what I would say I noticed the difference is that. It seems like the area now, um, it's not the Strawberry Mansion that we grew up in. Um, and and, and yeah. maybe that has something to do with, uh, you know, the, the level of violence that we're seeing because it seems it, it's less, it seems less of a neighborhood. Um, yeah. You, know, yeah. you don't it's see like people coming scattered, together. Yeah, sc it's like you see a lot of scattered groups. So this was right. a good event and that's that why brought everybody good. out. Right, Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Correct. We, and, and that was the, the other topic that we were talking about, the importance of community, because they kind of go hand in hand. Um, you know, when we were here, Strawberry Mansion, I mean, I, and I don't know, I mean, I have an idea of some of the reasons why, but we were forced to interact with each other. We were all we had. So it, it was more of that village. It was more of that village. Strawberry Mansion was a village. And it reached over to where I grew up, down 18th Street. You know, we all connected. We walked to school together. Everyone was together. Uh, but now you see uh, the area is gentrifying. You have different groups of people coming in, which is good. I think that's a good thing. But we do have to get back, I think, to the community aspect of it. Because if not, this will, what we're it's going seeing to keep now the, will continue. Right. Exactly. Let's keep the pain, right. Um, right. One thing, so I, I don't live here anymore, right? So I live in North Carolina. And... Uh, but this will always be my home. I consider this my home. Like, I, I I love the people here. This is where I grew up. This is where I became me. You know what I mean? Like, everything that I am is because of this place. So I, I owe a lot to this place, so I would never turn my back on it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. when, when, when we call this show Real Brothers because it's a group of us that have been together since... When, Stace? Uh, like seventh grade, seventh, eighth grade. Like, yeah, seventh grade or so. And, you know, we all grown men now. You know what I mean? And back then, all we had was each other. You know what I mean? And we kept that bond till this day, you know? Um, so, I can, yeah, like, Strawberry Mansion is, is, is my home, my family. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I think that that will always be the case. Um, you know, you, you're going to always have ties to this neighborhood. I, and I, as I travel uh, throughout life and have conversations with people, you, you you see that often that most people or a lot of people have ties somehow or another 
to this yeah. area. So, uh, again, I think that we have to continue to uh, get out here. And, and, I, and, and you know what? And I'll say this. I think this is why we have to lean on our politicians more because I was talking to one of, other, uh, one of the uh, organizers and let's just say they didn't get the level of support that they had hoped for. So I think that with that being said, when it, uh, when it comes time to prepare for the next one, we have to show what we did. We have to show what we were able to right. do without that support. But now think about how much bigger and better it can be with your support. Because we want Strawberry Mansion to remain a neighborhood. And the know? only way we're going to turn things around in this neighborhood is if we get out and vote. Absolutely. We have to vote for people that have our best interests at heart. Absolutely. And we have to make them keep their promises. Because the right. one thing that politicians do, they politic. Right. You know what I mean? And that's fine. That's and, okay. and, and But don't don't feed me and, and then you know, all this stuff that you're going to do. And then when it's time to do it, you know, you're missing the action. We can't, we can't keep accepting that from any well, of our politicians. But as I always say, though, Nike, that's, that's, the, that's the good thing about politics. Politics is an interactive sport. So that person that right. feeds you a bunch of lines and doesn't come through, the right. cost to pay for that is they get voted out of office. You know, you, they get voted. They ha everyone has to be held accountable. You know, and that's the great thing about it. That's the great thing about it. But as, but as it relates to Strawberry Mansion, you know, we, we, we have to do what we have to do to, to maintain this neighborhood. Some people right. talked about that they were thinking about tearing the school down. I remember um, they, uh, that came up one time before and the community rose up and was able to, to stop it. If that won't be the last when rolled, time. When I rode past Strawberry Mansion, man, I, my heart, I, I felt I felt sad, man. Why, just why looking at because that was where we grew up and we played ball on the basketball court. Now it's overgrown weeds, weeds in the yard. You know what I mean? It's looking, it's looking like almost like a jail. If you, if you ask me, like they're not, they're not trying to, uh, they're not trying to renovate any, it doesn't look like they're trying to renovate anything. You know what I mean? They, they have a painting on the LP Hill side, you know, which is nice, but it's going to take more than, it's going to take more than that you know what i mean we i don't know what what needs to be done to, to get the money to fix up the school but we can't have a school like that in the, in this neighborhood man like i, I know that one of our ma um um mansion nights adrian and the, the strawberry mansion alumni um they were talking to the, the the school superintendents and that's the answer you know we have to again you have to keep pushing and it's difficult because everyone, you know, life happens and you're living your life. You have things to do. And now someone's saying, come to this meeting and it's, it's a challenge. But that's that's the that's the way. Unless you just have the resources to right. uh, to, to go to someone and say, listen, you know, I contribute to your campaign. and You're going to hear me out, you know, which a lot of us don't, you know, so. But it yeah, shouldn't even be about the money like. So you're trying to tell me that if if you are poor or if you don't have money, extra money to give to somebody else, you shouldn't get a. Uh... No, 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 no. What I'm saying, it, it doesn't have anything to do with the money. It's all about being politically active and right. remaining. Right. I think the key is that you have to remain politically active. You know, you have to let people know that, you know, not only uh, the election, once the actual voting ends, that's not the end of the conversation, you know, because now. 
you you said that you do this for the school and if that's not done and, and no attempt has been made to move forward but then the next time we go in a different direction right you right know, so yeah. I, I think that's the answer you know someone asked how many new neighbors came out um it was four four thousand plus people total but as yep. far as new neighbors um i don't know actually i have to be honest with you because on the way over here Tay, i told you that i expected a more diverse showing um, say it again Diverse, like what you thought? Yeah, white folks. I, I thought, yeah, I thought it would have been yeah, uh, uh, more people that we know now live in the neighborhood. I thought we. Well, they had the barber. The barber was white. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, I'm just talking about. You know, I don't mean the the vendors, you know. Uh, so I was a little, I was a little surprised with that, you know. But but it was a, it was a nice turnout. About like you said, about four thousand people. Let me see. Do you right. realize five hundred students rented space can go, can go to any school? What does I don't that understand mean? the question. I don't know. Hey, uh, here, log on to the, click the link and explain uh, what you're talking about because I don't know what that means. Oh, I see what you're saying. They're talking what? about the, the uh, oh, I know what you're talking about. Toward the end or later on, it was stated that the school only had the student body uh, of about 500 people, 500 students. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, because our graduate that, class didn't have that many people. In it. No, the graduating class is one thing, but we're talking about total total student population. Oh, the whole you could, student you body. Could fit, you could fit 500 students on one floor. So I think what right. they're getting at is how economical is it to have an entire school open with for with only 500 pupils, you know? And so yeah, that that's true. That's a good point. That's yeah. a good point. Um, but yo, all right. Like any closing words, man? We got about two more minutes left, man. Any closing words? Um, yeah, like I said, man, I, 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 I love my neighborhood, man. I love the people in my neighborhood. You know, these are good people. These, these are, you these know, are us. Th this is us. Like everybody that I see out here is a reflection of me, man. Like sure. this is, this is, this is where I grew up. This is where I, like I said, this is where I came to be who I am. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, yeah, that's it. Um, and, and the same thing, man. You know, uh, it was good to see this. I hope that it will continue um, because it's, it's great. I think it's getting back to the basics. And and unfortunately, Terry, I think, as we say, though, this is what we've always done. And it wasn't perfect, but you know what? It kept us together. So right. if what we're currently doing is not working, then we need to go back to what we did before. So right. like we said, we're going to keep talking to Phil and his group and see when they're going to plan on doing this next one and if there's some kind of help that we can do and hopefully some of uh some of you that are on here now can come out and check us out uh, uh on the next one um yeah. but listen we also want to ask you to be uh, uh thank you for tuning in and thank you for bearing with us like you said when we first started this was yeah we're yeah yeah we're we're live on on the location so we didn't have a yeah. uh, a lot of uh control technical. over some of the yeah. technical difficulties right uh but i think yeah. overall everything went pretty well um we want y'all to go to our uh website realbrotherslive.com and you know you can check out past podcasts or you can uh go to our youtube channel and uh subscribe to that we're available on apple uh amazon 
anywhere you get your pod podcast, we're 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 on there. So uh you know if you like what you see, if you like our podcast, please spread the word, you know, tell a friend and have your friend tell a friend. Absolutely. You know what I mean? And uh we'll be get, having uh merchandise on our website uh soon. Yes. All right, thank y'all for tuning in, y'all. All right, uh, thank you. Peace. I couldn't get on.